Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. ourselves you could do it you know if you want revival draw a circle around yourself and start there not just this church but I feel that all of Canada is ready for revival the dry bones are going to come alive and they're going to march to Christ's new music and it's going to be awesome children, and he comes to set the captives free, and I think there's, on, on, a, on, a, on a physical level, there is, but there's also something about setting us free from the lies we learned as children, and so very many of us have um, uh, ideas about God that we learned as children, uh, and there are so many people out there who whose theology comes from cartoons, and and we don't even always realize what we have just accepted wholeheartedly. Um, and a lot of us have, have been um, captive of good intentions that were turned into religiosity instead of understanding that who we are and who God is. And I think this is a year of um, setting the captive free. And the other thing is not to question his methods. So this morning, um, after giving my mom a shower and getting her ready for the day, um, we were just kind of—I was just kind of walking around the kitchen with her, and um, all of a sudden she just started weeping and and stuff. And I'm like, you know, Lord, I'm tired of this. You know, um, either heal her or take her home. Just, just one or the other. I'm just tired of seeing her this way. Like, I've given him this ultimatum many times, and and I know I shouldn't, but you know, it's just. I just want one or the other, and so, um, and then he just like really pretty much told me to shut up and just said, look at her, and so I looked at her, and I'm like, she just needs your peace, Lord, and so, um, so I said, you know, Lord, I said, you have her, no matter what I think or what I believe, you have her right where she is right now, Lord, but I want your peace to fall upon her, like, right now, and instantly my mom looked up, and, oh, oh. And I, I saw and felt the peace of the Lord fall upon my mom like I have never seen before. It was so beautiful. And um, backtrack a little. My mom, she can't sit on her own anymore or anything. After that peace fell on her, she walked to the kitchen table and sat down all by herself. Like it was just, to me it was a miracle, right? And then during worship, I was reminded of it again. And then the Lord says to me, and if that's my only glimmer of hope, that I show you of your mom again, will you say it is well with my soul? And I can't, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that 
The Lord has her in his hands. He has me in his hands, and it is well with my soul, no matter what is going on. And then um, when you talked about, like, what's for this new year, and I wanted, like, some boom, big revelation. Okay, Lord, you're, I'm hearing you every day, and you are showing me things every day. I just want to just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is what I'm doing, and this is where I'm going. And I didn't get any of that. And I was honestly a little, little disappointed and stuff. But I'm like, okay, Lord, then just, you know, give me a piece about what you have for me. And then that night when I was sleeping, he was like, Amy, all I want you to do is love well and to serve. That's better. I don't need a plan. I don't need, you know, anything big. I just feel that, you know, he just wants us to love them well and to serve them well. It doesn't matter what big plans we think or what we have or what we want. He just wants us to love others and just serve them well. I've been hearing a lot lately of um, like what Jenny said, and um, you know, like all the stuff that's all out lately, and how we're 2020 is going to be this amazing year of breakthrough and um, of new things in the kitchen, and just like this wild freedom that we have. And <clears throat> I don't know, like some of you all said this, certain people in the church know that um, this has been like one of those crazy wild unbelievably um, stressful times for us where everything that we thought was going to be is not that anymore. And um, we've been through well, whatever. But I was <laughs> it was just imagine it and it. So um, I had been reading the Bible and I came to this place with this the Lebanon thing in um, Matthew fifteen twenty one and I know I don't you know how you just read the Bible and then you have a whole verse and, and she's there and she cries out to him and, and has ever anybody ever seen this where she cries out to him like Jesus look at me like what a revelation Jesus didn't answer her and where he didn't answer her and in the silence she didn't come back to him and her cry and say oh Lord this this must be my loss or this is just the way it was she pushed through in her life and she asked some of us, where you're not hearing God, it doesn't mean that God's not listening and something God is saying, it is an invitation for you to push in, to move closer, um, to demand more, and to put, um, yeah, to put demand on the promises that God has given you, and to not hold back, because it's so much more than that that we look at. Thank you. 
ever since I was a kid, I have stayed with Jesus. I remember at five years old, I laid in my room, and I'd wake up in my bed, and I'd say, my husband, I'm going to heaven. And he'd come spinning around in front of me and dropped the next verse and said, I'm going to bring you into my heaven. And I was like, this is cool, right? And then I woke up. And so I've always, I, I've, I've always loved God, and, and I oftentimes have God dreams, and oftentimes my dreams have looked like cars, and right? Yeah. So, but this, this particular Thursday night, Friday morning, I wake up and say, I'm going to go ask him just about my life. And so I get here, and then today we shouldn't have been in the van because of that crazy, the idea to get the bus and to come back home. Um, but this was in my dream, which stuck with me. In my dream, we were having a conversation, and we were almost like we were in a school drill. It wasn't school, and there was probably 100, 200 people at this school. And the worship team, I was up on, I was up on a stage off to the side, and the worship team was about to start worship, and the sound system was off.
So we don't really know because fruit, we're not given fruit inspections because we don't know what it's like to have to pick something so much unless you're like with like an Omega Zoo Usually I learned a lot because on the good news, it, 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 there's something about walking into a focus group and seeing tomatoes on the vine, ripening and red, and you pick them. And then you go the other type of vineyard, and you pick a big one. That's the one that is perfect and is absolutely right, and it explodes its fruit. It doesn't even know it's there by the time it hits the summer of that year. It is just, there's just something about it. And yet we, 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 we take our walk, and we look at each other, Sometimes we judge each other that we're not so sure about our walk. And we, we, we come to, we look at a person and we go, well, well, they, they have potential, but they may not be that person yet. And we're starting to get to look at them and discover that we don't know where they are in their growing process. And that's the beauty of the Father. He's the good gardener. He's the good gardener. He knows where you are. And He judges and He forgives and He picks and says, this is not the one. And He knows what's in your heart. And I really believe that, that it, this is part of who we are in Christ. It's part of this understanding that we're not just doers by instinct, but that we're becoming these skilled gardeners So a good gardener is not an expert on fruit, but he knows how fruit grows. A good gardener is a good picker, and he becomes an expert in knowing how fruit grows. The other day, um, we were having a, a lunch with uh, our family, and um, we went to the
doctrine of Moses. It doesn't matter. And I think sometimes we have actually, we, we've, we've done that to ourselves. We, we put ourselves in a self-imposed exile that says, I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm not smart enough, I'm not gifted enough, I'm not this, I'm just this, I'm just that. And we have to realize that he has, he has invested in us this over and over again, you know, that the kingdom of God is, there's no holding pattern to that kingdom or anything like that. A plane can only circle an airport for so long before something happens. He's either going to land or he's going to crash. And someone's going to give him that hand to fly away from it. There's no holding pattern to the kingdom. If we are in a self-imposed wilting where there is no growth, where there is no
knowing that we are actually moving into maturity and coming up short of excellence. And yet we're waiting for that and, and working secretly with God to help us uh, to develop. First step.
for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.